Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Leviticus 11. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we study these rules for clean and unclean, we pray that we would learn to be set apart for you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus 11. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the Israelites, saying, These are the animals that you may eat from all the animals that are on the land. Among any animals that has a divided hoof, and has a split cleft in the hoof, and that chews cud, such you may eat. However, these you may not eat from those that chew the cud, and from those that have a divided hoof. The camel, because it is a chewer of cud, but it does not have a hoof that is divided, it is unclean for you. And the coney, because it is a chewer of cud, but it does not have a hoof that is divided, it is unclean for you. And the hare, because it is a chewer of cud, but it does not have a hoof that is divided, it is unclean for you. And the pig, because it has a divided hoof, and has a split cleft in the hoof, but it does not chew cud, it is unclean for you. You must not eat from their meat, and you must not touch their dead body, they are unclean for you. These you may eat from all that are in the water, any in the water that has a fin and scales, whether in the seas or in the streams, such you may eat. But any that does not have a fin and scales, whether in the seas or in the streams, among all the water's swarmers, among all the living creatures that are in the water, they are a detestable thing to you, and they shall be detestable to you. You must not eat from their meat, and you must detest their dead body. Any that does not have a fin and scales in the water, it is a detestable thing to you. And these you must detest from the birds. They must not be eaten. They are detestable. The eagle and the vulture and the short-toed eagle and the red kite and the black kite according to its kind, every crow according to its kind, and the ostrich and the short-eared owl and the seagull and the hawk according to its kind, and the little owl and the cormorant and the great owl and the barn owl and the desert owl and the carrion vulture and the stork and the heron according to its kind, and the hoopoe, and the bat. Any winged insect that walks on all fours is detestable to you. Only this may you eat from any of the winged insects that walk on all fours, that which has jointed legs above its feet for leaping upon the land. From these you may eat the locust according to its kind, and the bald locust according to its kind, and the cricket according to its kind, and the grasshopper according to its kind. But any other winged insect that has four legs is detestable to you, and by these you shall become unclean. Anyone who touches their dead body shall become unclean until the evening, and anyone who carries their dead body must wash his garments, and he shall be unclean until the evening. With regard to any animal that has a divided hoof, but does not split the hoof, or does not have a cud for chewing, they are unclean for you. Anyone who touches them shall become unclean. And anything that walks upon its paws, among any of the animals that walks on all fours, they are unclean for you. Anyone who touches their dead body shall become unclean until the evening. And the one who carries their dead body must wash his garments, and he shall be unclean until the evening. They are unclean for you. And these are the unclean for you among the swarmers that swarm on the land. 
the weasel and the mouse and the thorn-tailed lizard, according to its kind, and the gecko and the land crocodile and the lizard and the sand lizard and the chameleon. These are the unclean for you among all the swarmers. Anyone who touches them at their death shall become unclean until the evening, and anything of which one of them falls on at their death shall become unclean. Any object of wood or garment or skin or sackcloth, any object that has performed work, must be placed in water, and it shall be unclean until the evening, and then it shall be clean. And any clay vessel into which one of them falls... All that is in it shall become unclean, and you must break it. Any of the food that could be eaten on which water from such a vessel comes shall become unclean, and any liquid that could be drunk in any such vessel shall become unclean, and anything on which one of their dead bodies falls shall become unclean. An oven or a stove must be broken. They are unclean and shall be unclean for you. Surely a spring or a cistern collecting water shall be clean but that which touches their dead body shall become unclean. And when one of their dead bodies falls on any seed for sowing, it is clean. But when water is put on the seed, and one of their dead bodies falls on it, it is unclean for you. And when one of the animals dies that is for you to eat, the one who touches its dead body shall become unclean until the evening. And the one who eats some of its dead body must wash his garments, and he shall be unclean until the evening." And the one who carries its dead body must wash his garments, and he shall be unclean until the evening. And any swarmer that swarms on the land is detestable. It must not be eaten. You must not eat anything that moves upon its belly or that walks on all fours. Even any with numerous feet belonging to any swarmer that swarms on the land, because they are detestable. You must not defile yourself with any swarmer that swarms, and you must not make yourselves unclean by them, so to be made unclean by them, because I am Yahweh your God, and you must keep yourselves sanctified, so that you shall be holy, because I am holy. And you must not make yourselves unclean with any swarmer that moves along on the land, because I am Yahweh, who brought you up from the land of Egypt, to be for you as God. Thus you shall be holy, because I am holy." This is the regulation of the animals, and the birds, and all living creatures that move along in the water, and concerning all the creatures that swarm on the land, to distinguish between the unclean and the clean, and between the animal that is to be eaten and the animal that must not be eaten. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In the first ten chapters of Leviticus, we had a description of various sacrifices, and it seems to be explaining what it means to be holy. The section ends with Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu not treating God as holy and being struck dead. So now, with chapter 11, we start a section on clean and unclean. Yahweh explains which animals are clean and which are not clean. We have had the idea of clean and unclean animals since Genesis 6, with the flood, when God told Noah to take extra of the clean animals. And then Noah offered one of each of the clean animals after the flood. But this is the first time we have explained which animals are clean and which animals are unclean. First, we have the land animals. They have to have a divided hoof and chew the cud. So this would include cows, sheep, and goats, but it gives some examples of animals that don't count because they may not match one of the criteria, but they may match the other. For example, the camel. 
Next, we have the water creatures. Water creatures must have fins and scales to be clean, so this would exclude all shellfish, octopus, and even catfish. But it still leaves a wide variety of fish that are clean. Then we have air animals, with no specific criteria given, but just certain birds are declared unclean. It seems that the birds that are unclean typically eat meat, but that isn't specified. And then we have the smaller things in the air, and the criteria is given that they must have jointed legs for jumping. So this is primarily the grasshopper or locust. Then we get a few details about what it means for an animal to be unclean. It doesn't mean you cannot touch the animal when it is alive, but you cannot eat it or touch its dead body. So they could ride on unclean animals such as a donkey, but they cannot eat a donkey. And if the donkey dies, anyone who touches the carcass will be unclean. And if their dead carcass touches something, it makes that thing unclean. Some things could be cleansed if they were made of metal, for example, but if they are clay, they have to be broken. If someone is made unclean by an animal, they have to wash their clothes and be unclean until evening. So it wouldn't make them unclean for too long. Yahweh says they should be careful not to become unclean by these animals, and the reason given is that they are supposed to be holy, set apart for God. And now for a deeper dive. Even though clean and unclean animals were known at least as early as the flood, this is the first time God has given all these regulations about not eating unclean animals and not touching their dead bodies. When God said people could eat meat after the flood, he didn't put any qualifications on which animals could be eaten. So Noah could have eaten unclean animals. And these rules were only given to God's special people, the Israelites. Later on in the New Testament, God removes these rules. Jesus declared all food clean in Mark 7:19, And God gave Peter a vision about eating unclean animals in Acts 10. But interestingly, in Acts 10, the point that God is actually making is that the Gentiles, the non-Jews, should not be considered unclean anymore. So these rules about clean and unclean animals were not moral laws. There's nothing immoral about a pig. Some people have suggested that these are health rules, since pigs and vultures are more likely to carry disease than cows and chickens. But there is no hint in this chapter that God is giving them rules for good health. God gives the reason, so that they will be set apart, holy separate from the rest of the world, separate from the Gentiles. So these rules made them different from the ordinary people. And that was the point. In a way, uncleanness represents sin, but it is a picture. So there is nothing sinful about a rabbit, but it gives a picture of things that separate a person from God. Today, God allows Gentiles to be in his kingdom. And we don't have these special food rules to make us different from the rest of the world. But if we are truly trying to get rid of sin and not be contaminated by that, we will be very different from the rest of the world. So the question for us is, are we holy to God? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.